The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astounded at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Yesterday, a number of us had the opportunity to go to St. Peter's in Weston for the deanery confirmation. And it was a, a wonderful time spent with uh, Bishop Barbara Harris, who is the confirming bishop. And we were there with our four confirmands, the faithful remnant, as they call themselves. A remnant because, in part, they are a small group that was a bit out of cycle with those who have been just confirmed a couple of years ago. And also, I would say that they are aptly termed faithful because they really are a very faithful group. So we were very blessed to be there with Jenna McNicholas, uh, Bennett Hartnett, and Christian and Grace Halsey as they received the laying on of hands and the blessing of Bishop Harris. They joined many other confirmands that morning in doing that, and it really was a wonderful service. But something, I think, happened during that service that perhaps surprised a lot of us, and that was in uh, Bishop uh, Barbara's uh, sermon. She told us that the presiding bishop had asked our Bishop Tom Shaw to travel to Zimbabwe so that he could stand with Bishop Sebastian Bakare, who is the new bishop of Harare in Zimbabwe. And he's the new bishop because the bishop preceding him had been excommunicated from the Anglican Communion, not just from his own province. And he was excommunicated because of the way that he had supported President Mugabe. This bishop, who had been excommunicated, uh, has done some incredibly terrible things. Uh, he had uh, gangs of uh, youth who threatened parishioners so that they would vote for the president. He went into one church when things started to uh, deteriorate, went into one church and was throwing furniture at parishioners and threatening them. He now is occupying the cathedral of that diocese. He's living there, cooking there, and won't let the new bishop in. 
But it's even worse than that. In that diocese, now the police have come and locked all of the Anglican churches. So the only place that the Anglicans have to worship is out of doors or in private homes. And the presiding bishop called upon our bishop to go there and stand with them in solidarity and in support. So I hope that you will keep Bishop Tom in your prayers for his safety, for the safety of those who are trying to worship in Zimbabwe, for those who are trying to keep the faith in very difficult circumstances. Inflation now in Zimbabwe is 1,700%. People cannot afford sometimes to even buy bread for their families. Pray for the people of Zimbabwe. I tell you about Bishop Tom and his mission because I think it's awfully easy for us to believe that living the Christian life is really pretty easy, that it doesn't demand much of us. But I think that in Bishop Tom's example, we see someone who is responding to the call of God in their life and not grasping for the power that God gives, but rather responding to God's call. As we heard that uh, lesson from Romans, Paul is very clear in pointing out that, uh, that we need to live by faith. We need to not worry so much about how we conduct our lives as much as how we respond to God by faith. And then our lives will follow. We live by faith. In today's gospel, we hear some warnings from Jesus. And the warning is an interesting one because he said some will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we work great wonders in your name? And Jesus said, I don't know you. Get away from here, you evildoers. And I've often struggled with that text and wondered, why is that? How can that be? But I think if you think for a moment about the difference between responding to the call of Jesus, responding to God's call in our life, versus reaching for the power that God might, might give in our lives, there's a huge difference. I know some of you have seen ministries where they actually cast out demons in God's name, in the name of Jesus. Places that have grown tremendously in terms of size and number, and you hear very little about Jesus or about the life that Jesus calls us to, but more about prosperity and having more money and having a better life. I think it's possible, it is not for me to judge, but I think it is possible that that is the distinction Jesus is calling out in this text. We should not reach for the power of God so that it will build us up, but rather we respond to God's call in our lives, and then God's power follows that. It is in hearing the call of God and Jesus in our lives that we are transformed and that God's power becomes real. Today we have two wonderful events to celebrate. The confirmation yesterday of Bennett, Grace, Christian, and Jenna. And then, of course, also today, the Rite 13 passage of Kate Adams, Will Carlo, Daniel Horvath, Skylar Copeland Van Arsdale, Caroline St. Francis, and Rachel Yamron. These are very important people today. And this is a very important day in their lives and in our lives. 
One of the things that I think this does for us is it reminds us that the church must always be rebuilt on the enthusiasm and the passion of youth. That is their witness to us. This right 13 passage, though, is very important for these people because it is their passage from childhood to womanhood and manhood. It's a time for us to give thanks for the changes that we see happening in their lives. It's also an opportunity for us to say to them, come and join with us on this journey of faith, because it's an exciting journey and it never ends. No matter what age we are, we continue on that journey and we're challenged over and over again to things that we could never have imagined. God says that God will be with us in the form of the life and ministry of Jesus in our lives to the very end. So we are not on that journey alone. These young people, these compromands and right 13 youth remind us that the church is alive, that the spirit is alive within the church and that God is constantly renewing God's church. But I think there's something also that's very important for us to remember this morning, and that is that the community of faith is also an extremely important part of their journey and of our journey. This past week, someone asked me a question that caught me a little bit off guard. The question was, when have you felt separated from God? I haven't thought about that question for a long time, but it was easy for me to answer it when I just gave it a moment. I feel most separated from God during those times in my life when I'm in a spiritual dry place, where it seems that my prayers never get beyond the ceiling, when I really wonder about God's presence in my life, when I really wonder about God being active in my life and my joining with God's mission. But during those times of doubt and of dryness, my faith and my spiritual life is literally saved by you because it is in community and in the faith of people such as you that I find the strength to come out of those dry places, that spiritual dryness that can be so awful. Community is critical to our spiritual life. We cannot do this alone. It isn't just about me and Jesus. It's about us. It's about us finding God together on the journey as we seek to grow deeper in Christ. So this day we celebrate. We celebrate confirmations, recommitment, commitment that is made uh, for ourselves, even though those commitments may have been made as we were young children or babies at baptism. And we celebrate the life that we find in these young, right 13 youngsters who are becoming adults. And as we see the church being rebuilt, being renewed in the lives of those who come after us. May God bless them and us this day and always. Amen. Amen.